Yes. I would have been standing on a table at that point, probably like, oh, <laughs> ripping napkins. Yes. <laughs> like hulking out, like yes. bursting out of clothes. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Well Shit. It really is that simple. I'm Claire. And I'm Serena. On this podcast, we help you to understand about your 12 universal needs, why they are currently not being well met, how to meet them in ways that work for you, and how to consistently do so in quick, easy, and simple ways that fit seamlessly into your life. We'll also help you to understand how doing so will have a positive ripple effect in literally every area of your life. If you like what you hear, please support us on Patreon. And enjoy the show. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, everyone. <laughs> I just, we just, we, we have this thing that when we start off these, uh, these podcast recordings, I always check with Serena whether she's ready when I first start, because obviously I'm always the first one to speak. And um, pretty much every single time without exception, I'm like, ready? And she's like, yeah. And then she moves or adjusts something. <laughs> so we're having a bit of a giggle about that right now. <laughs> yeah. I, I forget. <laughs> I forgot I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. Yes. Well, I don't think there's an element of that, that like politeness response of like, yeah, I'm ready. And I, oh, hold on. I didn't actually think about what you asked me and whether I'm actually ready in this moment. Call response. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Last time it was, she's like, ready? I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh uh, my goodness. So funny. I'm glad so funny. too much laughter is not a thing. Cause... Right. Oh my goodness. Especially not on a podcast. How are you doing? <laughs> Better than you by the sounds of it. <laughs> uh, some days I'm a rock star. Some days I choke on my own spit. <laughs> um, I'm doing okay. I'm, I'm kind of in an interesting phase because I'm going on vacation in a, a couple. Oh, two weeks today. I actually leave two weeks today. That's a nice reminder that it's Friday. <laughs> it's a nice reminder that it's actually Friday. I like. I might all out of whack with the days this this week because we're recording all weird days this week. I've I've been thinking it's August. Like people are trying to right. make plans. They're like, oh yeah, on uh, on the sixth. And I'm like, well, that's a Tuesday because I have this on a Monday. They're like, what no. month are you in? Right. And I'm like, oh. yeah. I've been doing the same thing. It's, I mean, because we're both in kind of a prep for yes. vacation mode, but she's closer. So she's like, yeah, all discombobulated. Absolutely. But the funny thing is, is that because I'm going on vacation with my family, which means that I'm going to be hanging out with three young kids, which I adore and I can't cannot wait for. But uh, I think they may wake a little earlier than I'm normally used to. Uh, and my body's like, okay, let's get ready for that then. So I'm like, I'm like waking up at the crack of dawn at the moment. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, I guess I'm going to be ready when I get there in a couple <laughs> of weeks time. How about you? Um, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, we had mini season the last couple of days down mm-hmm. here. So went out and caught some uh, lobsters mm-hmm. and just good times. It's, uh, it's good to be out on the boat as well. Um, it's yeah. nice. It's very interesting during the mini season. What mini season is? We have a little season. Like I think a, it's, it's like a pre-season. It's a pre-season. It? It's yeah. two days before the lobster season opens up to everybody. Basically, it's so the locals can get out before all the tourists get down here but it's become like this thing that all the tourists come for <laughs> right and 
boating out here, you you kind of have to know what you're doing, and it's yeah. it's very uneasy sometimes. Well, it's very uneasy actually all the time because having done concierge, I know what it takes to rent a boat down here. Not a lot. A license. Mm-hmm. A driver's license. From, any, in, from anywhere. Yeah. So it's like you don't have to have a boat license. You don't know need to know what you're doing. And no. this and these waters, I mean, you need to know how to navigate these yes. because you'll the, run aground yes, really easily. Really easily. So um yeah, and there's already been uh, there's been some sad like a couple of sad experiences already down yes. here. Like there's two tragedies already within like the first day. The, like, it was the first day. And it's <sighs> I mean, you're mindful of like I was captaining the boat, so mm-hmm. I'm mindful. I have two divers in the water, but then there's a boat over to my right, over to my mm-hmm. left, six in front of me. So then I'm like, okay, well, how many people do they have out? Oh, wow, yeah. that person's 60 feet away from their boat. Let's make sure. I yeah. mean, just the awareness. And mm-hmm. then you see boats coming towards you and you're like, oh, protect my people. Who are the other people? Right. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot of fun, but. It's a lot of work as It's well. a lot of work. Yeah. Like, it's an intense thing. You have your people in your water and. Yeah. I, I often do the captaining when it comes to that because my husband is a much better diver than I am. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just, it was a fun experience, but it takes a bit to be like, okay, like I'm not in a boat. (laughs) No boats today. You're all good. Yeah. I don't have to look around. My head's capped in the ship right now. (laughs) My head doesn't have to be on a swivel. (laughs) So today we are diving into the second episode. Oh, no, (laughs) no pun intended. Literally no pun intended. Yeah. Um, we are diving into our second episode in our guilt and shame mini series. And today we're talking about the fact that's not guilt, it's shame in disguise. Because we talked about in the last episode the difference between guilt and shame. We'll do a quick review of that just so that you are aware exactly what we're talking about. Um, but so often things will be labeled as guilt, but actually we tend to internalize them as shame um, for various reasons. And we'll, we'll kind of get into that. So let's start off between but focusing on like what is the difference between guilt and shame. We talked about it last time um, and we'll just do a quick review of it now. So guilt is I have done something wrong. Shame is there is something wrong with me. So guilt is this I've done something, it's affected somebody or something else and I, um, that is my, my humanity kicks in and be like, oh, that's, that's not how I want to behave. That's not the human being I want to be. What can I do about that? How can I make it right? How can I um, learn and grow and improve in the future? Um, that the guilt serves its purpose in that in that process. So we process how we feel about it. We actually make amends and we move it, um, and we make it right going forward, or as right as we can going forward. At that point, the guilt dissipates. Shame is um, the um, the other kind of route that people sometimes go. The other route that people go. <laughs> My, my potato potato and i'm like i'm like i've got i've got like i've got it's like it's like dual lingual but in the same language <laughs> in my head so i'm like which one am i using it's, it's, it was like well what would that be because we have like spanglish or um what's uh um there's one up in new england that it's, it's like the know. combination of yes. two languages and i was like english ameriglish <laughs> ameriglish like Sorry, <laughs> that's where my mind. En- like, Anglican, like <laughs> I kind of like Anglican. <laughs> Whatever it is, it's confusing. I'm just going to be honest. Um, so, um, so yeah, that's the the kind of the if we end up going down the 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 shame route, that what ends up happening is that we take that I've done a bad thing and we internalize it as I am therefore a bad person, and that becomes that kind of 
we end up in this kind of downward spiral of like, oh, I'm this terrible person. I've done, how can I do this? We end up in that negative self-talk spiral, which then tends to lead to this kind of self-harming behaviors. Um, even if, and um, obviously most people think of self-harm as being this kind of physical thing, but actually self-harm can also look like emotional self-harm, where it's like we compromise our needs. We don't meet our needs. We pull back from community. We might engage with uh, addictive behaviors and tendencies, those sorts of things as a way of trying to cope with the shame that we are experiencing in the way that we are feeling. And that ends up then tending to create more shame, which then creates more need for the coping and invite and on and on and on and on and on. So that's when we're talking about the difference between guilt and shame. That's what we're talking about now the challenge really comes so it's i mean for a start people get really confused about guilt and shame all the time like they mm-hmm. use the, the words interchangeably i did yeah and it's like oh well like i should like oh god i like oh, you should feel so ashamed about that and it's like well this is a guilt thing actually and i was like it's like oh i feel really guilty and it's like people don't necessarily understand the distinction between the two however there's another layer on top of that which is when something gets labeled as guilt but actually we internalize it as shame. And normally the reason we internalize it as shame is because the thing that we are being told we should feel guilty about is something we cannot change. It's something we cannot do something about. It's a function of who we are as a human being. And if we've been told we shouldn't do this thing, we should feel bad for this thing, i.e. that we should feel guilty about it, but it's actually something that we cannot do anything about. There is something in us that is creating this experience in whatever, uh, whatever that looks like. Then it gets internal. Well, there must be something wrong with me then if I'm having, if I'm engaging with this thing in this way. So let's um, let's give a few examples of this. So uh, one of the examples that's probably one of the most common examples is where we are being told that we should feel guilty about our emotional reaction to something or our emotional feelings about something. Where it's like, oh my god, I, like, oh, she, like you should you should feel so guilty. You've like you've you've made your mother sad with her with um, with. Because you were sad about something, and it's like the, the a lot of the times that that we're we're being told that we should feel guilty because how we feel has affected how somebody else feels. Now the truth of that often is that's not actually the case. Their emotional experience and expression need is their thing and their responsibility. Our emotional experience and expression need is our responsibility. Normally that happens because the person who is blaming us for their emotional experience expression but whatever they're whatever they're feeling is actually making us responsible for their needs at that point which is not as long as we are adults and we are capable and able of meeting our own needs that is not our responsibility so that's the first thing with that the second thing with that is that if we are being told that how we are feeling is something that we should feel guilty about But how we are feeling is our natural human processing of the experience that we've had. The emotional consequence is how how we are processing the thing that's happened to us. So say, for example, um, you go through a breakup. Um, You naturally are going to feel sad. If somebody then tells you you should feel guilty for being sad because that makes somebody else feel sad, then because there's nothing we can do about that, because we can't change how we feel because... Uh, what we are feeling is the natural human consequence of the experience that we are going through. What we do is we go, well, there must be something wrong with me then because I am feeling this and I can't change the fact that I'm feeling this. Therefore, there's something wrong with me. And that's where we end up with this thing that gets labeled as guilt putting on us. 
But actually we internalize it as shame. There must be something wrong with me because I can't help but feel this way, which is absolutely, of course, you can't help but feel that way because that's the natural human response to what is going on in that situation. Um, so that's um, that's one of the, the, the examples of it. I want to jump in on that one. Please do. You had mentioned that that's how, you know, we take it on as shame. Mm-hmm. But that's also how the other person, whether they, if they're trying to make you feel guilty, mm-hmm. they're the ones putting let that shame on you as well. So right. it's, it's also being aware of where we're showing up as the other person in the situation, mm-hmm. making sure that we're not putting shame on somebody else. Inadvertently and unintentionally. Remember, impact over intention. Um, go back to episode 41 if you haven't seen that. Um, but um, but what we're talking about here is like we just want, even though you may not intend to do that, how we are relating to other people sometimes can end up compromising their needs because we end up putting this this shame thing. And if you think about it, let's, let's look at the guilt and shame from a needs perspective and I can't believe we actually didn't do this in the last episode um because <laughs> we went off on a couple of we, different yeah we did <laughs> we went on a couple of the, the our track had the, the 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 train was way down the track at one point like choo, choo, off we go like adventure away yeah absolutely um so let's looking at let's look at guilt and shame from a um from a needs point of view guilt is normally something where okay that that when we've done something wrong what ends up happening is it it, it impacts our emotional experience and expression it doesn't actually Im- 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 impact it it triggers our emotional expression uh, need because it's like we're feeling guilt but that's actually how we're meant to be feeling we're meant to be processing it and how we meet that need is to process it um it will also trigger sometimes our value need of like oh that's not who i want to be in the world and that and relating to it from a guilt perspective allows us to stay in alignment with our value it allows us to stay in alignment with our humanity so we get to stay consistent with that in how we then rectify it and that then can support our security need in terms of our relationships our love uh, need when it comes to other people there's a whole bunch of different needs that kind of come in but guilt when we act when we act on it when we notice it we acknowledge it we act on it and we actually improve the situation from it actually can support our needs it can be this um guilt is normally that that feeling that we have in the emotional experience expression that's your flag but hold on You need to relate to this in the right way so that you support your needs and so that you take care of them. Shame is something different. Shame is actually, as I said, because there is something wrong with me, that will negatively impact your value need. It's like because it's saying that there is something wrong with me. So by definition, we will feel less valuable as as a result. Because of the way that shame operates, Shame is not something that will get cleared through feeling it and processing it. Shame is normally normally something that will deepen the more that we go into it. So the more it impacts our value need, the more it will impact our emotional experience and expression need because this is not something we can easy, we can't process it away because the more we feel it, the deeper we do, drop into it and the more of that feeling that comes to the surface. It also could affect our personal power need because if this shame is something that's been put on us by somebody else and it's like something we are unconsciously acting from without being in conscious choice about it it could affect our personal power need there's a whole bunch of need and because of how we will what a lot of the time what ends up happening I've seen this so often with clients and people I work with is that when somebody takes something that they've done wrong and they go on the shame spiral with it what ends up happening is it actually negatively impacts their relationships so say if it was me and Serena and I had this um uh, I'd done something that had negatively impacted Serena 
if I am in the situation with Serena and I've done this thing and maybe she's brought to my attention the fact that I've done that thing. And what I do is I go, uh, I go, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. I absolutely, uh, you're absolutely right. That's exactly what I did. Here's what I'm going to do about it. Here's I'm going to make amends. What will happen in that, in that by jumping on the guilt track is it brings the relationship closer together. It strengthens the bond. It strengthens, strengthens the trust. It strengthens um, the connection between the two of us. If we go down the shame spiral, what we tend to do is we go, oh my goodness, I've done this to Serena. Oh my goodness, I feel so bad about it. And then the shame spiral actually internalizes us to ourselves. What it will do is it will create distance. And the reality is, is that if Serena is the person that I have harmed in the situation, and I'm like, oh my God, I'm such a terrible person. I, how could I have done that? Da, 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 da. I'm focusing on me. Now, I'm not focusing on me in a good way um, and I'm not, it's not constructive in any way, shape or form. But here is somebody who is, I have harmed with what's going, with what I've done. And what I'm actually doing is I'm putting on her the labor of dealing with me going through my shame spiral about it. So I actually put more harm on her. I actually create more impact for her. It's interesting because it does distance you yeah. from people. But the, the shame spiral actually ends as almost like, ends up as almost like an energetic vacuum where it's like you can have the distance, but then there's something still like it's going down so fast. It's almost like sucking you into it and you have yeah. to like completely separate from it, which creates more distance right and and the thing about it is is that as I said like she ends up dealing with the labor of dealing with the emotional labor of having to deal with me in a shame spiral I haven't made amends so she's still dealing with the impact of the thing that I've dealt with in the first place and actually I end up going down and down and down so it actually negatively impacts our relationships as well so the shame spirals don't help if you've um um the if you've uh, ever looked at um Brené Brown's work her, her name was bound to come up during this um sequence because she is a shame researcher um if you um go and like watch her TED talks read her books I, I I recommend her work although it is worth being mindful of it from a um a, a social justice and equity lens that there is some of her work is um uh, doesn't doesn't consider that some uh, doesn't have that that lens and that layer on it which is really important to be aware of as well um, but when she talks about um, shame uh, and sorry when she talks about shame that she tends to talk about the three things that, that the antidote to shame she talks about the three c's which is courage connection and compassion so what she talks about is like courage the courage to actually speak to what we're feeling ashamed about and like being vulnerable about that to connect with people so that we can share that with other people and compassion for ourselves and for other people is often the antidote where it's like oh god I understand like I felt the same like I I would feel the same way in the same situation like that oh she says whacking her pop shield again um um that that's often one of the things so so the more that we drop into shame the more we're, we're stepping away from our relationships and the more it damages the relationships because here's this person we've impacted and not only have we not made it better we're distancing from them which is going to create another impact and then we're, we're expecting them to deal with us being we're not expecting but the, the net result is that they end up having to deal with us in a shame spiral which is more labor on them which is more impact on them and like like it exacerbates the situation it actually makes the situation like far far worse mm -hmm. so i just wanted to kind of put the guilt and shame in the needs context and said i can't believe i didn't do that in the last episode but hey there we go um Let's go back to um, what we were talking about in terms of the um, things being labeled as guilt when actually that they are really about shame. 
So another example of this is where, for example, you I've, I've had people um, share with me that there are things about themselves that they are, they feel guilty about because they're afraid of the impact that that thing about themselves will have on their family. So I've had some uh, people, I've heard people share this about, for example, being gay, about like if they've, um, if they've come from a conservative family like what will be the impact to my parents what will be the impact to my family of this and a lot of the time people speak to the fact that they feel guilty about that well the challenge is again that's not something that you can do something about it is something that is fundamental to who you are it is part of you as a human being and because it's not something you can do something about while we might use the label of guilt on the surface actually what we feel is shame, which is that there is something wrong with me because I can't do anything about this thing that I want to do something about because it's affecting these other people. Now, again, in that situation, this is about taking over responsibility for somebody else's needs as opposed to recognizing where you have responsibility and for your needs and they have responsibility for their needs. And yes, we have to be mindful, but actually being um, accepting and embracing of everything that we are, that is not something that that is unreasonable to expect from the people who love and care about us. And so that is not something that there there is no need for any guilt or shame about who we are in that situation. But because of the dynamics often with other people, it's like, oh, well, I feel guilty about this. And actually, like, we need to be mindful. Is that something we can do something about? If not, then we're internalizing that as shame. And now that's where we need to be mindful about how do we extricate? Where is the responsibility? What need, whose needs are being impacted? But why are they being impacted? Is it because of how they are viewing the situation? Because of how they are relating to the situation versus it actually being about something that we are doing or not doing. And that's, uh, again, where we need to start like dis, like disentangling these, um, these entwinements where it's like, hold on a second, this is not something that actually... is mine to feel shame about it is actually something that I want to feel proud about because it is part of who I am and actually we need to have figure out how do I how do I untangle this idea that in some way I'm responsibility for um, how somebody else internalizes that information Um, and another example that a lot of uh, the time will show up is where people feel um, guilt especially um, I think this is coming from somebody who had Uh, a pretty religious upbringing to begin with Um, and um, uh, I've had these conversations with other people Um, while I don't identify that way now um, there was a point in time where that was very big in my life and a lot of people will share that they feel guilt about um, sex feel guilt about having sexual desire feel guilt about having um, doing um, engaging in sexual activity because they're, they're told it's something they should feel guilty about well again let's look at this objectively that sex is actually part of our foundation function need it is part of our humanness is that to feel that sexual desire and to want to have that sexual connection with other people and that sexual interaction with people and to do so in a way that feels in alignment for us whatever that looks like and as long as it as usual as long as we're not harming ourselves or anybody else like as 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 long as we're in alignment with ourselves that's what matters but the issue is is that because we can't do anything about that sexual desire that we have to engage with another human being and have that pleasure and experience that with somebody else what ends up happening is that we end up internalizing that thing that we're told is guilt which is this trigger this positive thing that can be used as a catalyst for positive change 
And in actual fact, it's not. We're internalizing it as a shame because there's nothing we can do about that. To 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 compromise that would be to compromise our needs. Um, and that's the thing is that a lot of the time is that in these situations where we're being told it's guilt, but actually we're internalizing it as shame. The reason it gets internalized as shame is because to change that about us would be to compromise our needs. And it's not okay for us to be compromising our needs to try to meet somebody else's. This is about remembering that we have to be self first. And sometimes, especially with these like interpersonal dynamics and family dynamics and things that have been around since childhood, it can be really like messy. It can be really difficult to figure out like where actually is this? Um, like, actually, hold on a second. This is not about me. This is about somebody else's viewpoint. Or actually, this is not something that is ever should ever have been mine to take on. This is about somebody else's stuff or somebody else trying to get their needs met um, through um, how I'm doing. And we'll get into that a little bit more in the next episode. But ultimately, this is about recognizing that it is not okay for us to compromise who we are and the the needs that we have, that we have because of who we are in order to try to placate or make somebody else comfortable or basically try to meet their needs. We want to be self-first, prioritizing our, our needs primarily in ways that will not harm other people. And this is the key. If you haven't watched it, go back and listen to the episode, uh, which is the difference between I'm trying to um, see if it's up. No, it's not. I don't think so. Um, I will say, I will share the um, the um, link uh, or the, the name of the episode underneath. The difference between um, harming somebody and taking on needs that were never your responsibility in the first place. This is where we're, we need to kind of get really clear on this. Yes, we want to take care of our needs at the minimum without harming other people, but we need to be very clear what is actually harming other people and what is actually them expecting us to meet their needs that were never our responsibility in the first place. And once we get into that place, it's like, if I'm actually harming that somebody, okay, that we let's look at another way of doing this. But these things that I've talked about today, these are not things that harm anybody else. These are things that are just fundamental to who we are and we need to honor that and respect that in how we're going about meeting our needs Sorry, think, i've seen you wanting to jump in <laughs> like, for a while now <laughs> i was just trying to get to the end of that bit. um so it's really important to kind of recognize the shame that we carry as adults like that you know there's or a, a lot of the shame a lot of the sharing yeah is was actually kind of implanted when we were children not actually kind of a lot All of it, it was, was yeah. implanted when yeah. we were children yeah and I don't think, I mean, sometimes there may have been a conscious intention, intention to, do that. to yeah. do that. But most parents, I think, are just trying to teach their children to do what they think is better or right. to be what they think is the best version of right. themselves. Yeah, they're trying, to, they're trying to help and support. It's just that because of the ignorance of needs, they don't know the, the impacts, the negative impacts that the approaches that are being taken can have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, and I know that that so often like we get we get given messages as children and we get like mixed messages like we're told one thing and then we're told something else and because those two things don't reconcile that's where um that's where the shame kicks in because it's like oh well it's obviously there's something wrong with me because I can't make both of the the like the whole make it make sense thing like it doesn't make <laughs> sense and because it doesn't make sense and I'm the kid and the adults obviously know better the 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 issue must be within me well yeah and if as a child you can't make sense of it or as an adult if you can't make sense of it how can you expect a child to make sense of it like well and and the thing about it is is normally if you can't make sense of it as an adult it's because it was never about you it was about somebody else's needs there was something else going on that was kind of beyond what what that what you were seeing and the things that you were being told at the time mm-hmm 
Um, I know that you had some experiences with this um, in your childhood around like food and eating, right? Yes. Um, I've talked before about my struggles with weight and I was a large child. Like there's no way around. I wasn't chunky or chubby. Like I, I, I was a big girl. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember in childhood, like I, I think a lot of people have experienced the clean your plate club yeah. where it's up. Oh, you have to clean your plate. You have to eat all your food. You have to eat all your food. And these adults are serving you the food. So you get into the practice of clearing your plate. Mm-hmm. And as a child growing up and then growing sideways, <laughs> I guess, yeah, like, just, I just, just yeah, gr- growing, growing in every, in every dimension because that was what your experience was. Yes. Um, I was usually served more adulty portions mm-hmm. and then it got to a point where you're eating too much and it's like, you- and, and that's the thing is that like, I remember when we were talking about this, like how you framed it was like, you were made to feel guilty for eating too much, but in actual fact, that will probably have been internalized as shame because actually you were doing what you had been told to do, which is like, here's the food, you have to clean your plate. And because there's nothing, there's no ability for you to do something differently within the like within the confines of the kind of rules of the game, if you like, that they're providing you with, not that it's the game, but like they're saying, here's the food, you have to eat it. But then when you're eating it, that you're, you should feel guilty for eating too much. Like there's like, it's like there's a short circuit that happens. Like, I don't understand how to do that. And so how that gets internalized is shame. It's like, there's something wrong with me because I can't figure out the way of doing this. I can't figure out how to get onto the guilt track. I can't figure out what is the thing I've done that I can do differently that is actually within my power to do differently because this is how you're telling me to do it and then you're telling me I should feel guilty about it. That label of guilt is normally actually internalized as shame because it's it's not a guilt thing. It is something where it's like you're being told that there is something wrong with, with you because you don't know how to figure out how to do this differently when they're the ones who are setting it up that way in the first place. It was it definitely led to, you know, moving off of that guilt track. Because, I mean, when you're younger, you're lucky you're aware of trains never mind the fact right. there, there are different tracks that you can be on so you carry this that one incident and then this incident and mm-hmm. that incident and all these incidents eventually compound together and they start to kind of form who you are they form bad habits they form the coping mechanisms they form you getting your needs met in the ways that you're able to and not that this was the single incident that led to years and years of weight struggles mm-hmm. and eating disorders and all of those things but it was definitely a part of it because as a child right i was carrying this shame as a teenager as a young adult and right. i've just recently gotten to the point where i can look and be like okay these are the things i can do and this like well, letting go of that shame of the past because i'm like wait right. a minute like well and how that shame got internalized was the self-harm mm-hmm. that the, the eating addiction is a form of self-harm but it's also trying an attempt to try to control the situation because you don't see any other way of doing it like it's and it took away a lot of my personal power because i didn't feel i had control so right. what's one way i can control it mm-hmm. oh there comes the eating disorder and right. that's 
you know, part of how it happened for me. There were other components, but Mm -hmm. that's the reality of it. And so it's really important for us to kind of notice and become aware of, okay, hold on a second. How is like, where, where am I being told when we're being told that we should feel guilty about something we need to identify actually, is that something that we want to feel like, have I done something that is outside of like me just existing as a human being as I am and doing the things that I have been guided to do if is there actually something that I should have been doing differently is there something that from a self point person self first point of view where I can do something without harming myself and without harming my needs and um, without harming anybody else or their needs, like, is there something from a self-first standpoint that I could be doing differently and that I believe to be in alignment with my integrity, with my values, with my humanity, that I should do differently in order to drop in alignment with that? If that that's the point is to notice like, okay, that's the conversation to be having around this is like, is this actually something that I really believe was wrong and that I believe was not something that is just who I am and is natural human function or a natural function of being the human that I be. Um, if there is, that's the point at which you can go, okay, yes, that is guilt. And here's what I'm going to do about that. Here's how I'm going to move down that track. He's like, I stole something that was that um, when I didn't like need, like, need it to eat. It was like, I did something bad to another person. Like that, that, those are the sorts of things where it's like, okay, yes, that is something that I can see for me to be in alignment with the being the decent human being I want to be. Yes, I'm going to go do this. And here's how I'm going to make amends. If it's not, if it does not fit into these things, this is where we need to start to really take care of our needs around this and recognize where is my value need in this? Where is me taking care of my self-love need, which is about prioritizing me and not allowing somebody to make something that is fundamental to who I am as a human being wrong because of how they see the world. That's not about me. That is about their stuff. That is about their their process. And actually, if that the, any kind of perception of guilt or shame is coming our way for that, again, a little bit like we talked about last time, we want to wrap it up, return to sender. That was not ours. It was never ours to carry. It was never meant for us. And that's where we want to get in alignment with recognizing that Sometimes these things that we have been shamed for, something. sometimes these things that we have been inadvertently, like it's like, oh no, that's something to feel guilty about. Actually, it's something I feel shame for. Actually, are the things that we want to own for ourselves and value about ourselves and recognize that they're, they're, they're things that make us a whole human being. And that is something to be appreciated, valued and celebrated. And so often other people's wonky relationship to their own needs is cause them to kind of put that on us and that's the point at which we're like okay I see what you did there that's a wonky relationship to your own needs here you go you can have that one back oh that's a wonky relationship to your needs here you go you can have that one back that's a wonky relationship to your this is where how that one goes but I mean I've spoken in the past about my relationship with my grandfather and that that moment that I was sat at that coffee shop with him uh, where he he said to me oh and you help people with relationships. Like there was an element in there of like he, and with the the things that he was saying was that I should feel guilty about how I responded to his poor behavior. And the reality is, is that at that, that you help people with relationships um, thing was his way of trying to shame me in that moment for doing what was right for me. And that was a point at which I was able to say, actually, I'm going to do this in a in a in a 
constructive way so that I don't have to deal with any more of this crap. Um, but I'm going to put this back where it belongs and actually say, I didn't come here to be judged and I didn't come here to judge you. But that was me standing up for myself and going, actually, I did nothing wrong in this situation. I I apologize for the things that may have impacted him. I said to him, I'm, I'm sorry if me having no contact with you hurt you in any way, shape or form, because that was me taking responsibility for the choices I made. And maybe there was a different way of doing it had I not been a 16 year old kid at the time and uh, was fully developed and actually knew how to meet my own needs and everything. There's a whole lot of things that would have helped that situation, I'm <laughs> sure. But the truth is, actually, I took care of my needs and I respected myself and I set up boundaries and I did not allow those boundaries to be crossed. And there's nothing wrong with doing that. And that was me in that moment going, oh, I see your attempt at guilt. I see your attempt at shame. Yeah, you can have that one back because I'm not taking it on. And it wasn't I'm going to fire it back at you and I'm going to try and take you out because you tried to take me out. I was just going, I didn't come here to be judged. and I didn't come here to judge you. That was my way of saying, I know I'm good with me. That stuff is a poor attempt, <laughs> piss poor attempt for you to try to get your needs met in this moment. I'm not taking that on here. You can have that one back. I'm really proud of 16-year-old you at that point because <clears throat> 16-year-old me would have been like, <laughs> oh, believe me, she was, she was, internally, I went and did some work, as I said, in the, like I've shared in previous episodes, oh, she, she and I went and did some work together later, but yes. I would have been standing on a table at that point, probably like, <laughs> ripping napkins. Yes. Like hulking out, like yes. bursting out of clothes, yeah. Yeah, she was, she was close, like she had, she, she came close, but that was, that was the, the testament to the amount of work I'd done at that point that I was able to go okay yeah you and I are going to do this later there is nothing going to be gained for us doing this here with him because all it's going to do is create more shit for us to have to deal with later so that's it that's another example of where it's like I could feel he was trying to put guilt on me and I could see the shame coming and it's like "Uh -uh, nope it was really interesting when we uh like as I went through the deep dive of the program finding all the ways where the guilt and shame where it was like the shame that I was feeling. And it was like, wow, here, 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 mm -hmm. this person, this person, this person, this person. And a lot of it was, not all of it, but a lot of it was childhood. Like right. the stuff that I've kind of carried along and being like, oh, right. oh. And once I realized that difference, it was like, well, I can fix this. Okay, I fixed that. Oh, that feels good. And then it's like, this, oh, can this I, is. Can I make an adjustment to that? Of course. I can heal this. Mm. Or I like can that. grow in I this way. I can grow way. from this. And I can grow in this way or I can heal this thing. Because so often like the view is that we're broken, which is actually part mm -hmm. of the shame piece is that like there's something wrong with us that we're broken. And in actual fact, it's like, actually I can heal this thing or I can grow in this way. These are two ways for us to again, jump on those other tracks that will get us into the direction we want to go in. Thank you for that correction. See, learn along with me. Not even a correction, <laughs> just, a just a suggestion and a little tweak that may that may feel more supportive. And again, it's going to feel more supportive to your needs in this moment. Well, and it does because if that the outward negative talk, it, it plants. It plants the seed. Sorry, I've got a bug this flying. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, I, I said three words. <laughs> She's like, no, 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 just a fly. Just yeah. a fly. He's been bothering me too. Yeah. Um, it plants the seed of mm. kind of that mm -hmm. 
I need I can fix this, which must mean that it was broken, uh-huh. which must mean that I'm broken. Uh-huh. And that little that little seed, luckily, pew, 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 I pew. mean. Yeah. Yeah, it mm-hmm. can morph into something big. And if she hadn't if she hadn't just offered those suggestions to me, I'm in a space where I'm sure before it became a big thing, I'd be like, "Hey little weed." Like, yes. <laughs> goodbye to you. Right. How long would that have taken though? Mhm. So, yeah. thank you. I appreciate I appreciate the tweaks, the suggestions, and those are like those are the little things. Like I I hope that people are learning along with this. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. It's those little moments to be like, oh, and it's like, again, it's like, it's not like there's something wrong Mm -hmm. with what's being done. It's like, oh, this could be, feel even more supportive Mm -hmm. or this could feel even more nourishing or this could feel more constructive. Um, It's like, it's just, it's, we're all a work in progress and we're just like learning these little things as we go. Um, So, and it's interesting that we were talking about like the kind of the child shame stuff. Um, A lot of that actually is going to come up in our third and final episode in our little well final for this series final for this series (laughs) in this series this little guilt uh, shame series where we're going to be talking about the fact that that's not guilt it's an attempt to manipulate our humanity and that is a very very common thing that happens with children in relationships all the different places so be sure to come back and join us for that one because it's probably one of the most powerful episodes in this series and this is a powerful series so um thank you for being with us today anything you want to add i'm good um remember to um stay safe and continue to meet our needs uh, continue meeting our needs no (laughs) No. we'll continue meeting our needs you continue meeting your needs between now and next time um in the meantime we're sending you lots of love bye-bye bye friends That's it for today. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and give us a written review. As it will help more people find us. And remember, if someone tries to give you shame, even if it's disguised as guilt, it's always a good idea to return that to sender. Well shit, it really is that simple.